umgoblue.com by fans for fans since 1999 hello welcome to this edition of the umgoblue.com podcast this is phil callahan along with andy anderson and in this edition we're going to talk about michigan's harrowing 45 to 28 victory over colorado uh, seems odd to say that, but uh, it sure seemed dicey there for, for a little while, especially in the first half. Andy, what did you think of that one? Well, uh, I was amazed that that uh, Colorado came out and absolutely dominated Michigan in that first half. I was amazed at all the missed tackles they were, there were. Uh, I was amazed that uh, Colorado had a scheme that obviously was going to work against Michigan, and that I thought uh, perhaps Michigan got a little bit outcoached in that first uh, first quarter. I also thought that uh, when they scored their second touchdown and went up fourteen to nothing right at first, that if they hit another one and it got to be twenty-one to nothing, Michigan was going to be in big trouble and might never catch up. But special teams came through. But one inch for seven, they went down to four. Or they went down to fourteen, down again. But by halftime, they had taken the lead. So that part of that game, you really have to respect. They faced some adversity. They fought their way through it. Not in the way that I would have thought that they would, but. They fought their way through uh, because uh, the comeback was spearheaded by special teams. Yeah, it's interesting because heading into this game, um, there was definitely a sense among Michigan fans that that Colorado was going to be kind of a joke, um, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that they had had two big wins themselves. But, you know, people kind of made fun of them for wearing their throwback uniforms to, uh, you know, the, the miracle in Michigan when they, they won on the last play of the game. Um, again, uh, another moment we'd rather not relive. But I will tell you, they came out, and they. what was interesting is they weren't afraid of Michigan. They flew all over the field. And I think the, the thing that, that they expose is that, you know, and I was watching the game tape again today trying to figure out Remember, there were a couple times when we were watching the games in the press box yesterday that you could call out which receiver on Colorado was going to get the ball um, because of the coverage that Michigan was running. And, and several times, not only did they get the ball, but they, they got the ball and, and, and ran and, and made an incredible play to score. So I went back and I was watching the game film, and I think uh, Colorado exposed a few things. Um First, and, and no disrespect to Colorado, but Colorado is not the most talented team that Michigan is going to face this year. And I think that that kind of does not bode well. Uh, I mean, um, and not that I'm giving up on Michigan, but again, Colorado came in with a scheme, came in with a game plan, and they had some speed, but, but it's not, they didn't have the most speed we're going to see. And, and what they did is, they very clearly showed that if an opponent's offensive line can, um, or I'm sorry, if what they showed is that if their offensive line could give their quarterback a little bit of time, 
and basically escape from the stunts that Michigan was running, that they could run free uh, in the secondary and get open. And what was interesting is that, you know, when Michigan stunted and, and guessed right, or, or, you know, had an opportune stunt, you know, they, they had a big play. But They stuffed them. Yeah, they stuffed them, and they stuffed them good a few times. And yet, when they had a little bit of time and, and the coverage synced up just right, um, you know, you, you saw a long play. So definitely I think that opponents are going to be looking at, at what Colorado did and, and we know that Michigan's going to be looking back, you know, at, at how they failed and, 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 and make tweaks. Um, what did you think about what the defense showed us? Go ahead, I'm sorry. What did you think about what we saw from the defense that I think previously we thought might have been really, really good, but they definitely had some chinks in the armor? Well, I think they need Jordan Lewis back big time. They need another cover cover a corner in there uh, so they can cover that middle and they the scheme that they ran invites the middle to be open when you when you play man on man like that and you're aggressive with it like Michigan constantly was you're going to find that the middle is open you don't have a guy like Lewis out there that can that can shut things down uh, through his talent you can have problems they should, I think they should play a little when they find that's what's happening that they ought to go to a zone and play it a little differently but uh, I'm no coach and I don't know, really know but I know a lot of people are complaining about the fact that they were so constantly man on man and so aggressive and they were clear over the middle you pointed that out uh, during the game we watched that for a long time and it just happened, kept happening another thing I already mentioned once is the arm tackles. Uh, sometimes they weren't wrapping up if your name wasn't Jabril Peppers. And even Jabril made a mistake on that first uh, first touchdown against Michigan. He blew his coverage there and was part of the problem. But all in all, the man had a tremendous football game. He's doing well, and he's a renaissance man. He can not only do uh, offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, I mean, yeah, he can do offense. <laughs> That's it. He can do offense, defense, and special teams and give a quality performance. He had some good hits. He, what, he had nine stops. And I think a tackle for loss, something like that. And when he hit him, they stopped, usually. So, What's coming back to haunt us are the same old things that we have been looking at for a long, long time. The offensive line cannot get sufficient push for the running game. Now, we did not run because they had a run blitz on all the time, but that wasn't the case. Well, Andy, Andy, I, I we think don't get pushed. I think it's worse than that. I think that not only could they not, you know, sustain an attack to run, but they really didn't protect Spate very well. I mean, he he got pounded a couple times, and and he did not have a great game. He definitely didn't have a great first half, but a lot of it was that they were they were pressuring him, and um, you know, as you said, the offensive line continues to be 
a huge concern. Yes, it does. It will be against better teams. It's going to be uh, dominated. No, uh, I'm not impressed with the offensive lineup. It doesn't look to me at this point to be that much better than last year's offensive line. And certainly the running game was more mature last year than it has been this year. They get occasional big plays. And they got some talented people back there. Evans on occasion, uh, Smith on occasion and stuff. But I don't see anybody putting up 200 yards rushing like they're going to have to do to win some of these games just to keep other offenses uh, off our defense for a while. So uh, there are problems. And it's beginning to look to me that maybe uh, number four ranking in the country isn't quite applicable yet. They probably will improve a great deal between now and the end of the year. But uh, it's going to be more of a struggle maybe than I thought it was. I thought they were lined up to have a superb defense with interchangeable parts. They need Monet back. They need everybody back that's been hurt. Jordan Lewis. All of those guys, Taco. Yeah. Be a difference when Taco's in there, I think. Yep. You know, and that was the thing we mentioned, you know, all world Jabril Peppers. And as good, as nice as it was to see him in the offense, and he was in the offense early, um, I I actually found myself kind of, you know, saying, you know, maybe we shouldn't be experimenting. you know, and obviously, you know, Harbaugh did not expect to have a 21-7 score in the first quarter to be down by that. So I think that, um, you know, they went in with a scripted plan to, to show Jabril a little bit. You know, they, he lined up a couple of different places. Um, but, again, the question that I, that I really took away on offense and defense from this game is what are you good at? What's your base? What is, what's your bread and butter? And, you know, again, this was kind of my thought on the offense. is like, you know what, you're getting pounded here. Spade is under fire. Um, you need to go back to, to, your, to your core, to your base, and, and run those plays. Let's not worry about, you know, getting peppers in the mix. Let's, you know, go to what you know you're good at. And... I'll tell you, I, I was thinking the last, you know, especially last week on defense, um, you know, we're, we're sending guys all over willy-nilly, and, and I know that Coach Brown would, would cringe at the, at the description of willy-nilly. I mean, he was very vocal in that, you know, they do, you know, they analyze and they attack weaknesses. They don't just randomly blitz. The issue is, is that what is your normal defense? Is your normal defense you're just going to be blitzing all the time because, I think what Colorado showed is that, you know, if you're going to have blitzes coming, by definition, that leaves one less defender, and that's exactly what the offense will go after. So, um, again, I I really, uh, there were some things we learned about Michigan's identity. Listen, they got punched in the mouth, and they came back. Special teams. Which is wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Special teams was stellar. And I'll tell you, it was great that they were able to score right before half and, and go into halftime with the lead so that, you know, America didn't get to get entertained, wasn't entertained by Michigan down at halftime. Um, definitely made things better. But but let's be realistic. Colorado's offense completely stalled when their starting quarterback got hurt. 
And absolutely. I, and I'm not saying they're going to win that game, but but I was not. A, they weren't dangerous on offense after he went out. And and then it would be more. It would have been more competitive had he been been in there. And I think we kind of underrate the guy anyway. What he said a bunch of records uh, for Colorado. He's very experienced. He's a four-year guy, and he's got a lot of talent. And he knew what he was doing, and he put those tar- uh, passes where they were supposed to be so they were catchable. Yeah, I think the think he might have raised a little hell with him in the last half if he had been in there. His backup certainly didn't have the same moxie or athletic talent that he does. He's an exceptional quarterback. I have to hand him that. He did a hell of a good job. But and Michigan didn't handle him too well. They made some changes in the second half that seemed to work better. You know, the slot receivers didn't give them so much trouble in the second half because they put a better person on them. But it, the whole thing means to me that Michigan has a lot of learning to do. They're not as good a team as I thought offensively or defensively before this game. This has changed my mind on some. I still think they're going to be a good football team. I think they can beat Penn State. But there's going to be one interesting thing about Penn State. It's been a serve against the run this year. Let's see if Michigan can run on them. If they can't, then that'll be a message to us. You know, what was interesting to me is that when I was analyzing Michigan's defense, I really thought the weakness was at the linebacker core. And, and there's no doubt that the linebackers missed some tackles and, and could have played better. But the secondary is currently configured with guys out. Okay, And, and again, with Jordan Lewis being out. Um, and as much as they said that the defensive line was just going to cycle guys through and they were all really good, I think we definitely saw that um, you know, Taco Charlton not being there, Brian Monet not being there, definitely uh, um, you know weaken things a little bit, especially against a team that was a, that was as up tempo as as Colorado. So I I didn't I didn't think they adjusted the system that they were up against fast enough. They could have maybe played a little as well. They didn't have to. If he's going to go after people all the time, and they're going to have man demand coverage all the time right at the line of scrimmage and try to check and fight them away, then the middle's going to be open. And they ought to have known that that's what would have been attacked, which would be attacked under that scheme because that's that's what makes sense. See, so like, see, I thought they, I, I thought they, I thought Michigan got out coached a bit. See, the problem I, I really had didn't. with defense wasn't the man-to-man so much. When they got burned is actually when they played off on man-to-man. You know, they gave a little bit too big of a cushion. And what happened is, and this was that first touchdown. Well, in, in, those, in those situations, Phil, they played a combo because one guy was back, but the other, guy, I, the other guys were up, so I know, it wasn't... I know, but the, the problem they had is, and, and we saw this on that, that their first touchdown in the third quarter, they played off on the one, uh, you know, the wide receiver, and he was able to get ahead of steam, make one move, and he was downfield. And, and it, again, it, it's, you know, Jordan Lewis hangs with that guy, but... They they couldn't do that yesterday, um, and again it's going to be interesting to see because you know 
Michigan has the luxury of five home games in, in a row. We're three games in now. Okay? We got Penn State next week. We got Wisconsin the week after that. And then we start heading on the road. And I really, uh, I, I really was hoping for a more consistent performance against Colorado. Again, game three. Um, and, and again, like you said, I think, I, I don't know if I'm ready to evaluate, um, you know, how good or bad this team is. But it definitely, that last game raised more questions than it answered for me. And I, I didn't expect to be that. I thought we have fewer questions heading into game four. And um, we have a lot. So, um, and again, the one thing that we do know is that, you know, Don Brown likes to say you solve your problems with aggression. Um, Michigan solves its problems with your Bill Peppers, whether it's on special teams or offense or defense. And, um, you know, what a special player. What, what you know, that last punt return that he had um, for that touchdown. And I'll tell you, I, I said it at the time, um, enjoy this while you can because teams are going to start kicking away from him. I'm actually surprised that that with, at that point in the game that Colorado was, was uh, you know, you know, uh, well, risking that. He sure was happy that he got to break the ice on that. Trying to run on in for six. Because I think that bananas married with what he said after 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 the game, talking about that. He's very very pleased that he was able to do that. Everybody in that crowd was too. He's a special player. So, what do you think we need to see against Penn State? I think you'll get a heck of an effort. I don't think effort's been a problem. I think that you'll get a better ball game out of him because Harbaugh said during the post game press conference that he had a very poor practice on Wednesday uh, because of the academic loads and stuff. Academics reared its ugly head right there uh, and that they they didn't and somebody else I think maybe uh, Butt mentioned that they didn't practice like they could have and should have this week so I think that uh, they'll come down hard on them they're going to be working on all the things that we say are wrong. And maybe we should appreciate the effort that they put in because they put a good effort in against a hard-hitting team, and they, they gave it their all. And their all was enough to win a tough game. The, the score really doesn't reflect it because of the, the special team errors that the other side made kind of inflated the Michigan's ability to score there. But I'm glad it happened. But I'm just very grateful to get the win that they got to win, and I'm sure that there's a lot of teaching moments, and they'll learn from them. I don't think Harbaugh sits still on things when he knows something isn't going on. You know what? What I liked, and what I was kind of surprised by, yes and no. We've seen Harbaugh talk more and more, um, especially this season. You know, as he's as he's gotten more comfortable. Um, you know, he came out in the press conference and um, went on, I can only describe as a soliloquy, a soliloquy, a soliloquy <laughs> about, um, you know, they asked him one question and he went off for a couple minutes talking about a number of issues. So, um, and I think, you know, he wouldn't say so. You, you, you know, you want to say, 
you know, and this is one of those times you're sitting there, and, and we've we've been in enough press conferences that you know not to ask the question because you know he's not going to give you a straight answer. But I gotta believe that when it was fourteen to nothing, that he kind of uh, okay. He wasn't happy about it, but it was good. I think it was a wake up call for the team. I think that after the last, you know, the first two weeks where they ran away from teams, that you kind of want a wake up call saying, hey, listen, you know, football's a funny game. Ball bounces all kinds of crazy ways. A couple bounces don't go your way. You're down 14 nothing. Game on. And I, I, again, I think, you know, even. You know, even Jake Butt mentioned that maybe it was a, a little bit of a, a wake-up call for the team, and that you know, he mentioned, like you said, that they hadn't—he didn't think they had practiced exceptionally well. It was funny because Harbaugh, you know, they—they kind of sprung that on Harbaugh right afterwards. He hadn't seen Jake Butt speak, and he's like, "No, we had a great week of practice. Well, except for Wednesday." And then he went on, you know, explaining that, you know, you know, the the teams, you know, it's the second week of school and. You know, things are starting to, to catch up to him as far as, you know, uh, schedules and drudgery and everything. So so it was interesting to see that, you know, again, it was a, a, a near miss. Because like you said, you know, when you're down 14 nothing, um, you know, you don't want to go down three scores. And you, you know, no matter what. And, um, you know, Colorado was in it. I mean, they were they were game. And, and I will tell you that really until that last touchdown, well, okay, a combination of two things. When the quarterback went down, the dangers went away from their offense. Um, That's right. And yet, you know, we saw Spade throw two or three near interceptions. So yes. So you could you could almost count on a you know a, a either a special teams touchdown from them or a or a defensive touchdown, but. You know, when Jabril ran that last, you know, touchdown back, that was that was the the nail in the coffin. Um, overall, well, a very dangerous a very dangerous moment in that ball game was when when they came out for the second half and ran that seventy yard play uh, in for a touchdown right at that point, and not too long after that, this guy got hurt. I was. Uh, it was good for Michigan, so a cause that he did, not good for theirs, and you don't wait to see that happen. But uh, Dan Lloyd, when that second half started, and they begin to, and they scored like that, uh, that was not good. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.